Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma with Nick Green, brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar, nectarjuicebar.com. And good morning to everybody except those who don't have Bitcoin. Yeah, it's an exclusive club. There's 1% in the world. Are you a part of it? I assume so because you're here. So Crypto Karma, it is a beautiful summer day. We are in the week of July 20th, and it is a beautiful time because this is the biggest dip that we have had so far. So don't panic. I know there's a lot of uh, crazy rumors out there. A trillion dollars has left the crypto market, which, believe it or not, is par for the course. If you're new to this, it's scary. But this is where the diamond hands come in. This is where people with experience and who have money on the side, not everybody does because you can only buy so many dips. But once you have... Um, a little bit. These opportunities are fire sales. They, we're still in a bull market. It's still uh, just a matter of waves, corrections, accumulation. There's a lot of time to go. And it's really funny um, how these prices are. Let's talk about them when everybody's in a panic. First of all, Bitcoin's at about $29,000. So 30K was a huge support and dropping below 30 psychologically is a lot. The, the value is only a couple hundred dollars difference up or down and Bitcoin could swing 10% a day. Averages like two, 3% um, swinging between Asian markets and American markets. But this is psychologically a big deal because it was a new all-time high, of course. Uh, the volume that flooded in around 30K was ridiculous, and the amount of buy orders at 30K is very strong. So now what happens is dropping below 30, it takes away a lot of investor confidence. It has a lot of people looking at how low could it go. So instead of buying up at 30 or 29, people are waiting, well, let's go lower. You know, there's people who sell in panic and think that Bitcoin's dead for the 20,000th time or they're waiting for the CME gaps to be filled. There's buy orders at 28,000, 24,000. There's even support all the way down to 16,000 and $10,000. Now, do I think it'll get there? I really don't. And by there, I mean below 20,000. I think there's too much money, too many whales, uh, too many people involved, that volume would flood in and the dip would not last very long. At the same token, if it stays below 30, if it actually closes the day under $30,000, well then 28 could be in the future, 24 could be in the future. I'm sitting on the sidelines being patient because there's some great deals out there on altcoins where the returns could be huge on the next run up. And at the same time with Bitcoin, it's same perspective. I'm waiting hopefully to buy around 24, maybe a little bit less. Um, will it happen? I don't know, but it's pretty funny. In the sense that the media, you know, they're a big tell on do the opposite. You can't really trust them. And and they don't really have their your best interest. As CNN, who I never look at, but it popped up on, on my Google, says Bitcoin falls below 30,000 as Delta variant fears spread globally. I got to laugh because one thing has almost nothing to do with the other. Delta variant fears, I think it's the media that has people afraid or is spreading the fear. I don't really know anybody who's afraid of the Delta variant. The only variant I'd be concerned about is Loki. This is um, 
a lot of hype, but it's interesting. It's just interesting to see how they try to tie in Bitcoin to this when a trillion dollars left the stock market before the Delta variant became the number two thing on the news. It's really been about uh, hedging against inflation. What are people doing with the Stockholm market? There's speculation that's going to crash. People are buying larger assets, buying houses at record paces, taking profits. And of course, a lot of investors are also spending their stimulus money on crypto, which we haven't had a check in a while. So, you know, it's funny. According to CNN, though, Bitcoin fell below 30,000 as investors worldwide fret about the Delta variant, what it means for the next stage of the coronavirus pandemic. Only crypto doesn't go down uh, the way the stock market does. But nonetheless, they say their cryptocurrency is down only 6% over the last 24 hours. And other cryptos, such as Ethereum and Dogecoin, are down about 7%. Not really a big deal in the world of crypto. So, yeah, 29,000 is the lowest level uh, it's been in a month. It touched it just about a month ago. So it's not really a big drop. The other thing they talk about is to say that the fall comes after Wall Street was hit hard Monday by anxiety over the spread of COVID. The Dow Jones plummeted 725 points, which is only 2%. You know, a lot of psychological stuff here, small percentages, but nothing to really be afraid of. I am not going to read or look at the rest of the CNN article because there's going to be a lot of fear mongering. But nonetheless, these prices, let's take a look at that. Binance coin holding strong, 269. The the About two months ago, we had an insane dip when Bitcoin did touch 28,000. And Binance was, I believe, even a little under 250 or under 200. Cardano down to $1.08, which is still a very strong range considering how it's been performing. And a year ago, Mind you, about a year, maybe a little more, it was 10 cents. So even with this major drop, 15%, 24 hours, if you bought a year ago, you're still up 10x. You know, maybe not 20x if you didn't sell, but um, the market's not tanking. Dogecoin at 17 cents, it was 14 about three weeks ago and has been averaging 22 to 25 cents. There's nothing lost here. There's, well, other than your profits, if you bought Litecoin at 300, now at 100 and Chainlink all the way down to 14 bucks. But we're still within realistic ranges that um, that have been really attractive and profitable. Matic is the one I missed out on. I bought around a dollar ninety-five cents. Now it's down to seventy. Huge drop. But the ones that drop the most typically rebound the most. That's down. Matic's down twenty-five percent. So if you buy at this level and the market rebounds with just the same liquidity and volume it had 24, 48 hours ago, you could be technically making a profit of twenty-five percent off Matic just coming right back up to 80 cents, uh, gets back to its average of a dollar, dollar 10, you know, that's a really good return. So these are great buy levels, in my opinion. Remember, it's more about the long term, because these numbers could turn around in a day, in a week, we've seen Bitcoin do 20, 30% jumps in 24 hours, or we may be lingering in some very bearish moves for the next uh, few weeks. And that's fine, because Q4 and Q1 is really where I think we're going to start seeing huge up. There'll be some good trades. There'll be money to be made between now and then. But I, I really think there's another 10, 20x across the board, Q4, Q1. That's what we got to look for because by the end of the year is when we're expecting Bitcoin to see 70,000 or more. So don't be afraid. There's a, a lot of opportunity out there. Don't panic, sell, whatever you do. And, and learn the market, study study history. You know, it's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Telcoin is hovering around a penny. Steel, that is a crazy steal. It dropped 40%. But mind you, 
something that's at two cents dropping to a penny is not a big jump in price. It's a big percentage, but Tilcoin, I'm, it's still long for me. I'm picking this one up to add to my portfolio at this price and really DCA. I think that's the smartest thing that I could do to take advantage of these prices. Um, that's just what they are. It's not the crash. It's not the end of the world. And uh, even so, it's something that with inflation being the highest it's been in 12 years, and we're going to be approaching double-digit jumps soon, people are looking for alternative ways of getting a return or storing their money or people understand that Bitcoin and crypto is a store of value when you consider what the short, mid, and long-term gains are as the market progresses. It's volatile, but that really does work for us. So there's always something in the news because there's always somebody buying cryptocurrency. It's Mike Tyson here. And in the news, my favorite, we've got Mike Tyson and Buster Rhymes. You may remember Mike Tyson about four or five years ago, 2016. He was definitely an early innovator as he was leading uh, his own Bitcoin wallet and also uh, the, one of the first ATM machines. Now they're getting more popular. There's uh, throughout the country, there's a few thousand of them and growing even a, right here in Colorado Springs, there's uh, at least one Bitcoin ATM machine that I know of. So all the way back in 2015, before the major uh, bull run that Bitcoin did and got a whole lot of experience with, Mike Tyson was part of the Bitcoin revolution even then. The ex-heavyweight champion of the world spoke with Coindesk in 2015 prior to the launch of his first branded Bitcoin ATM machine in Las Vegas. Mike Tyson is basically trying to bring the Bitcoin ATM machine uh, to some major popularity. His timing could not have been better. Uh, he did a great job with exposure. Of course, he's a big celebrity, so a lot of people are interested in what he's doing and why, and he brought a lot of attention and functionality of Bitcoin ATM machines. Um, he had his own digital wallet, really tried to get a good foot in this industry, and then he was part of a blockchain fight to win, I believe, where he is just a spokesman, but the company committed fraud. They were labeled a scam, and it kind of tarnished Mike's name and image and brand for a while. He got sued and charged, even though he had nothing to do with the complications, and he was just trying to really be an innovator, one of the early adapters of Bitcoin and blockchain technology. He, for those of you that do know, he parlayed into uh, the medical marijuana industry and is making millions of money hand over fist uh, down that venture. So Mike Tyson can't just kick your ass. He's also a really good businessman and he's a visionary. He says things before other people. So now 2021, Mike Tyson and Buster Rhymes, are they looking to get into crypto? It's so funny. The clickbait out there in the news, but let's look at what's being said about them because they have uh, been making some noise on Twitter lately. So Mike Tyson is one of the greatest boxers in history, asked his millions of Twitter followers if they prefer Bitcoin or Ethereum. A random question, but of course it gets the conversation started. This comes shortly after his buddy Buster Rhymes. All those of you that recognize the great rap of the 90s, he was asking around for trustworthy sources to educate himself better on the digital asset class and to learn more about Bitcoin from the crypto community. Well, a few prominent people responded, thank goodness. So basically, Iron Mike, 55-year-old, considered to be the greatest boxer of all time, at least in my book, he has five. 5.6 million followers, and he asked them on Saturday if they prefer Bitcoin or ETH. This is a very loaded question. Not that he's looking for an answer as much as I think he's looking for attention and to start a conversation. It also puts him back in the crypto spotlight. Thousands of answers. Uh, they vary from people telling him to stay away from the cryptocurrency space because these people don't 
like money? And of course, my favorite answer of why not both? Well, just a few hours after Iron Mike posted his question, our favorite uh, supporter of Bitcoin, Bitcoin bull, Bitcoin investor, his company MicroStrategy has more Bitcoin than any other company, Michael Saylor, jumped in. He replied by outlining his purchase of nearly $3 billion worth of Bitcoin. I'll say that again. In the past year, Michael Saylor, one man, bought $3 billion worth of Bitcoin. Bitcoin hits 60000 again, all-time high. That puts him at a $3 billion profit with a value of $6 billion. This guy is a great example of the rich getting richer. And he considers Bitcoin to be the future of digital property. Mind you, not a currency, but a store of value, digital property, like real estate, basically, which is kind of how I look at it. This is a long-term long-term gain here. I've got some for my kids, and I'm looking at what is it going to be in 10 years. So MicroStrategy CEO called Bitcoin Hope and redirected uh, the baddest man on the planet to review one of the many sources he and his company launched. So they're out there educating people. Mike Tyson, which do you prefer, Bitcoin or ETH? Michael Saylor. Mike, I spent more than a thousand hours considering this question and I choose Bitcoin. So far I purchased $2.9 billion in Bitcoin because I think it's the future of digital property. I have posted tons of free Bitcoin educational references on hope.com. So literally hope.com is owned by Michael Saylor, which I did not know before. And the materials, the questions, the references, it's amazing. They have a ton of resources on here. So I really do encourage checking it out. Then adding to the interest in crypto is Busta Rhymes. So this is Grammy Award winning rapper, platinum selling from the 90s worldwide, better known as Trevor George Smith Jr. Or should I say better known as Busta Rhymes or Busta Bust. He dropped his toes in this Twitter conversation and the songwriter, record producer, actor asked his 4 million followers on Twitter, any of them are into crypto. And he goes on to ask, where are some good resources to get it, etc., etc. It seems the answers have come again from Michael Saylor. And basically, he put himself out there, Buster Rhymes, saying, all jokes aside, I'm loving the vibe and energy of learning educative conversations. It all correlates to the success and powerful thinking. My question is, are they teaching or planning to teach crypto in school? What grade's acceptable? And he's, of course, talking about blockchain technology. Where is this being played into the future, and how could he invest? He doesn't have the rap career he had anymore. I'm sure his royalties get a little bit lower each month, and his sound exchange is dropping. So he's looking looking for uh, uh, probably to get into the NFT world and a lot of celebrities are doing that and what could he invest in who could he get with and I think there's no better way than to put yourself out there with affiliating yourself with Michael Saylor with Mike Tyson with showing your interest in the crypto community and then ideally he's going to want to see one of these companies like OGN reach out to him about an NFT about putting his music on uh, NFT about uh, um, hosting or sponsorship opportunities and what to invest in. So it's really publicly putting yourself out there to get some attention and to also make some connections. The interesting thing is Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey um, also offered his help to Buster Rhymes on Twitter. And, you know, this is uh, becoming more and more common 
with celebrities, Gene Simmons, Snoop Dogg, Katy Perry, Elon Musk, Paris Hilton tweets about it at least once a week. It's amazing. I think really the possibilities are endless with this. And it shows you no matter what the price action is, people are actually now in it for the technology. It's not a bubble. It's not a fad. But as long as there's progress and people keep building, then there's no reason to be afraid or worry about what the price does. If you're trading, it's one different story versus holding and considering what it is that you're trying to do with your investment. If this is a five-year plan, 10-year plan, something for your kids, you don't care what the price does today. You literally should not care. In fact, sometimes I don't even look. If I'm not trading and I'm in long positions, I don't look. I don't care that we're down. I can't do anything about it. If I don't have money to buy the dip, well, then I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to sit on the side and let it do its thing because my goal was never to get rich in the summer. And I knew we would have a hell of a bull run in the spring. I took some amazing profits. And now I'm expecting fall, winter, Q1. And that's how it's gonna play out. So be patient and set realistic goals and realize you're not alone in this field. And the more celebrities, the more attention, the more companies that have Bitcoin to their balance sheets, which right now we're at 26 Fortune 500 companies have Bitcoin, well then the less worried you need to be. And the more concerned you should be about, do you have enough Bitcoin? Did you invest properly? Do you have a good plan and strategy? So I say, step back, reevaluate, Definitely keep those diamond hands and don't be afraid. On a side note with Crypto Karma, we want to recommend a book. There's something great out there. There's a very popular trader, Big Cheds, and he's a cancer survivor. And he wrote a book about that. And he has a book called Trading Wisdom, 50 Lessons Every Trader Should Know. I strongly recommend this book. I just started it. So this book by Big Cheds is an absolute day traders dream. It's on Kindle, it's on paperback. And uh, his description right from right, right from the author himself, he says this book can be described as one third trading psychology, one third risk management and one third technical analysis. My early days of trading were filled with frustration, confusion, and constant losses. After making some of the same mistakes over and over again, I began to adapt and learn a few tricks to minimize my losses. As I began passing these tricks on to my fellow traders through my Twitter account and blog. It launched me on a path of learning and teaching. With enough time, that path led to dedicated studies of Japanese candlesticks and classical charting, and ultimately CMT certification. My career and brand have been built on helping new traders avoid my old mistakes, and this book is a natural extension of those efforts. This book is also a natural extension of my complete beginner's guide to trading that I wrote back in 2017, when I was undergoing chemotherapy for lymphoma. I subsequently beat my cancer and wrote a book about that experience as well, and have since continued to grow in my journey as a trader and teacher. Building on my years of work with my Twitter account, learning blog and various other writings and trading subjects, I'm happy to now bring together in one place all those bits and pieces that have helped to make me a successful successful trader. I have personally made every single mistake mentioned in this book multiple times and therefore can speak from the heart, which I hope makes each lesson a little bit easier to learn. Thank you for reading and best of luck in your trading journey. So again, Trading Wisdom on Amazon by Big Cheds. I strongly recommend this. I'll let you know how it goes when I'm finished. And that is a big crypto tip from Crypto Karma. And in the news with Crypto Karma, there is always something moving at the speed of crypto. MasterCard, one of the world's largest credit card companies and institutions, is to test USDC for payments as stablecoin scrutiny intensifies. So the scrutiny is, 
is there enough liquidity behind these stable coins? The cool thing is MasterCard is actually trying to take this to the real world. So here's what they say. So MasterCard has named the first stable coin in a handful of partner companies that will help cryptocurrency holders spend their digital assets at merchants that accept MasterCard. So we talked about BlockFi, Crypto.com, Coinbase. They all have credit cards that convert crypto and let you spend crypto. So MasterCard is not the first, but they are the largest. In the pilot announced Tuesday, Circle's USDC, remember Circle owns Coinbase, will serve as a bridge between the cryptocurrency and consumers' digital wallets and the fiat currency paid to merchants a bridge which will convert it. USDC is a digital token that almost always trades at $1 because the issuer promises to redeem it one for one with greenbacks at any time. So if Circle or Coinbase says they have $1 billion of USDC coin, that literally means they have $1 billion in USD reserves, or it should mean that. While it might sound like adding an extra step, swapping a cryptocurrency for a stable coin and then exchanging the stable coin for dollars can be quicker or simpler than going directly from crypto to fiat. For example, some cryptos cannot be easily traded on an exchange for dollars, but can be for USDC. Adding this way station will assist cryptocurrency firms that want to offer MasterCard branded products to their customers. So it's a great way to reach out to cryptocurrency holders and you're really reaching a very, very large audience. Um, not all crypto companies have the fundamental infrastructure to convert cryptocurrency to traditional fiat currency. So MasterCard is really dipping their toes in the water, so to speak. Payment companies are continuing to trial stablecoins like USDC for transactions. Visa has already been working on this with Binance and other companies, including Coinbase, and they have conducted a small USDC transaction earlier this year. So we are still very early in this, but we are going to continue to see a lot of progress. Aside from Circle, Evolve Bank and Trust and Paxos Trust Company are involved in the pilot through their roles, though, are not clear. MasterCard said it is in discussions with Evolve and Metropolitan Commercial Bank to issue cryptocurrency cards. While Paxos, a well-known cryptocurrency company, blockchain company, has its own collateralized stablecoin, the Paxos Standard. They said for now USDC is the only stablecoin involved, but it doesn't mean things will not change. While the final choice of stablecoin is left to the issuer and the wallet provider, the stablecoin must conform to the fundamental principles on stablecoin enable it, which means a one-to-one -one ratio backed by US dollars. The growing scrutiny of stablecoins reflects in part their growth. Circle's USDC has jumped sixfold since the beginning of the year, growing from around $4 billion on January 1st to over $25 billion as of press time. $25 billion. That is ridiculous. That's a $21 billion increase, and you're worried about what your Bitcoin price action is doing. Paxo Standard, while down from its peak market capitalization of $1.4 billion in May, has nonetheless grown well over the same time period. Well, yes, it has. Tether, of course, is a notable outlier, and it has not issued any new tokens since May, probably because in May, a trillion dollars left the market. And a little more crypto in the news if you are worried about what's happening with the price, and you shouldn't be. But here's some good news to show there is still a pretty strong interest. FTX Crypto Exchange, which is fairly new, however valued at $18 billion, has earned $900 million in its latest funding round. They are trying to expand. It's a huge market, and everybody wants a piece of it, and everybody 
wants to uh, take away from Coinbase, which is currently the largest exchange in America. So Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX exchange has raised the largest funding round in crypto history. The exchange's $900 million Series B round included more than 60 investors, including Peridigam, Rabbit Capital, and Sequoia. FTX has been spending lavishly lately to get his brand out to the wider world. From multi-million dollar sponsorship deals with the NBA, uh, their Miami Heat, and a tie-up with Major League Baseball, FTX has plowed earnings from crypto's most recent bull run in a bid to market itself to those who want to get into cryptocurrencies. The new round of funding signals that Bitcoin's recent dip below 30K does not stop investors. This is all about the future. The new round of funding signals that Bitcoin's recent dip below 30K has not stopped venture capital's rush to look for the next Coinbase, basically. Coinbase had a market cap of $86 billion and went public just in April. So this is a big deal. Progress is all about building. Uh, Bankman Freed, the CEO, is a 29-year-old billionaire who found the exchange just back in 2019. So already a billionaire, again a billionaire, I'm sure. The exchange has 1 million users and is averaging $10 billion of daily traded volume. So let me say that again. $10 billion per day trading volume cryptocurrency. And this exchange is founded only in 2019. So this is basically the future of crypto and it's going to keep growing. Check out FTX exchange uh, for yourself and see what kind of trading offers they have. Again, KuCoin is one of my favorites, K-U-C-O-I-N. There is no KYC on KuCoin, and they also have Tailcoin, the only place that you can safely buy it. So check that out. Enjoy your crypto journey. Remember, it's all about the long run. Never panic sell. Have those diamond hands. Strike hard, strike fast, because everything moves at the speed of crypto. And this is Nick Green with Crypto Karma reminding you that this show is for educational purposes only. This is not investment or financial advice. And Crypto Karma is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar, which is keeping you healthy with fresh and delicious treats, superfood smoothies, immunity boost, acai bowls, and fresh cold pressed juices, not to mention the cleanses. And the cleanse is something I have to start doing again, just to lose a little bit of weight because in the summertime, it is too easy to drink a beer and eat a little bit of food that's not good for you. Nectar Juice Bar on Academy Boulevard, Castle Rock, Denver, and opening soon in Garden of the Gods and the brand new Creek Walk near the Broadmoor. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I will be seeing you again next week. Remember, if you want to reach out to me, this is Nick Green, Nick at jwhfinance.com. Reach out anytime as I want to help you expand in the world of crypto. When you're good to Bitcoin, it'll be good to you. That's Crypto Karma. Stay good. Peace. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. Crypto Karma is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. Nectar is fresh at its best. Live life to the freshest with Nectar. Crypto Karma. Strike first, strike fast. Saturday at 9 a.m. on KPPF. And hear the podcast on Podbean.